0: What is up? What is up? We are live, Facebook and YouTube. Um, so as you guys know, we go live every single Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern at the Cash Geeks Network. We always bring the heat. We always bring fire. Today, it's going to be just me. And I'm super excited about tonight's episode because we brought on some powerhouses who are making big moves in the real estate industry. Uh, We connected with them at IMN and um, I wasn't able to hang out with them at the last Miami one. They always throw a crazy party, which I was at the last one, Uh, but I wasn't able to go this time. So I'm excited to have them on the show, pick their brain. Um, So Adam Lee, Adam and Lee, if you guys don't mind hopping on. Hey, what's up guys? We should have synchronized the whole A
1: together. You want to do it again? One, (laughs) two, three.
0: Hey, Hey. dude, that was awesome. Hell yeah! So Strata, by the way, first, thank you guys so much for doing this. I know you guys are on to big things and I think it's great for our uh, viewers and listeners to be able to have the privilege to listen to you guys and your business model and what you guys are um, on the road to doing. So um, Adam and Lee, thank you so much for hopping on. What is Strata SFR?
1: Yeah. You want to take this? To you're, you're, the, you're the owner of the company. You take it away. You so started it. Yeah. Dream. Thanks, man. <laughs> Strata is a purpose-built single-family family rental portfolio and built for rent brokerage. Uh, we're kind of uh, entirely centered around the single-family rental space. A uh, big part of our business is helping small and medium-sized landlords sell their portfolio in one fell swoop to generally institutional investors. And we work with... Um, Builders and land developers and lot developers on the other side of our business, helping to bring together and structure build for rent projects.
0: Nice. So quick explanation, sum that up. You guys basically find portfolios or build-to-rent opportunities for large investors. And you kind of bridge the gap between the mom and pops um, for them to be able to cash out and then uh, make the connection.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a big, um, kind of what, what I realized, uh, I had launched a, a company previously with a partner called Own America. And what we realized throughout the course of really focusing on the you know, professionalized uh, single family rental industry is that people that want to buy or sell single family rentals, at least in bulk, and certainly now built for rent projects, didn't really have a very specialized and tailor-made brokerage service to, uh, to help them trade assets. You know, if you own uh, a regular house, you go to a realtor. If you own a multifamily property, you can go to a commercial guy, uh, a commercial broker. If you yep. own any of the other asset types, you can go to a broker and get a a relatively, you know, accepted, widely available service. But when it comes to trading in and out of pr- professional sized portfolios or professional um, type projects like ground up, build for rent, whether they're townhomes or single family detached. There's really no brokerage service. And, you know, it's not that I was all that smart in creating a brokerage service for that. It's just I looked around and I didn't see a whole lot of competition. And I right. love that. You know, I could <clears throat> no, that's huge. Without a lot of service, without a competition, it was it was a no-brainer.
0: That's huge, man. And that's actually um, a good point because I never really thought about that. But you're right. Like there is a, there really isn't anything for that type of product, um, portfolios yeah, yeah, exactly. um, or, or anything like that. You're right. You know, you got a single family home, you call a realtor. You got a multi-family or commercial property you call a commercial broker you got a portfolio you're kind of you can't just call a realtor they don't know what the fuck they're doing um yeah. when it comes to portfolios right yeah. so well, that's interesting dude
2: yeah is the thing about it like commercial guys say like, they see it and they're like that's houses i don't mess with that that's a realtor and the realtor's like nah it's more than four so it's commercial and right we're in that middle spot
0: yeah. dude, That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you don't mind, can you kind of give us a breakdown of like what your team looks like, what your day-to-day operations like, the volume that you guys are doing so that everybody kind of knows who they're really listening to?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll do a high level and I'll, I'll throw it to Lee <clears throat> to kind of give you a sense of what he does day-to-day because um, I build a brokerage business around the concept of, again, selling a, a, and trading portfolios and Structuring and building, uh, structuring and selling built for end projects. So, I basically uh, on my core team, I've got a full time marketing guy slash social media guy that does all of our video content. Uh, we've got a full time analyst, which all she does is sit there all day and analyze the portfolios and the, uh, the built for end projects we come across. And deals with me and, and deals with Lee. Um, and I've got a uh, operations specialist who kind of deals with all of the back end business stuff. Uh, gotcha. So I've got, I got three support staff, and right now uh, we've got five, six, six brokers. Yeah, six brokers plus myself and, and all of our brokers are independent contractors. Um, yep. Yep. Most of them are, 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 are doing the whole portfolio thing, <clears throat> and we've got a really well-defined and uh, really great system of finding portfolio owners and bringing them through a process that eventually gets them familiar with what we do, add some value to their world by showing them a little bit of something about their portfolio that they might not have known before, and then right. we explain to them how we can make a market for their portfolio, which is is different is our way of saying we can essentially take their project and and find a home for it, you know, by putting funds in, into a competitive bidding context for it.
0: Right. Um, so yeah. that's
1: the portfolio set. I got brokers doing that. And I've got one full time broker just doing bill for rent um, projects, talking to land developers and lot owners and builders and trying to figure out how to get these projects put in front of institutional investors. Um, I do that, and, and 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 the one broker that I have that does that full time uh, does that as well. Lee's kind of straddling the uh, the two; he does both SFR yeah. portfolios and Bill rent. But I'll let you kind of you know highlight what you do day to day. Yeah, so uh,
2: I I my way my day looks is kind of unorthodox. It kind of uh, I'll say. <laughs> I mean, I, I can come in. I get a lot of stuff going in about forty five minutes um, versus most people being in all day long. I don't know why that is. I just um, I I keep it really, 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 really simple. I'm either on the phone or I'm doing meetings and I will call people all day long. If I have to, um, majority of the stuff is just, it's just calling people over and just getting a better, deeper conversation, like what they, what they need and what they're looking for. And a lot of times I call people up and and I joke about with them. Like one guy, for instance, we're, we're working on a project for him. He wants to buy a boat when he sells his money. So every time when I call him, it's, Hey captain, how's it going? Like that's, right, I just, right, I, right, right. you know, I'm, I'm a very high energy person. So I try to incorporate humor in everything. I've kind of, have you seen the guy who walks around selling the spray cleaning, yeah. shows, making yeah. jokes yeah, I dude. incorporated yeah, a lot. I saw him on TikTok like a year ago when he started, and I started incorporating that kind of humor into things into this world. It's a little difficult to try to come up with, you know, a lot of these guys are very, very serious yeah. investors. So it's hard yeah, to try yeah. to get them on the phone the first time, crack a joke. I usually
1: leave that for like the second and third call. It's funny, it's funny because I'll like, as you can see, my job is to get, you know, lively personalities with a lot of energy to to work a system and and to work process. Right. Unless you got a guy like Lee or, you know, there's all kinds of personalities uh, in my company. He's like, uh, he's the wild man. You know, we've got one, one of our our team members who's kind of like the frat guy, you know, like he uh, uh, does everything by the book, you know, even toned. We've got another guy that's like the scholar, you know. Yeah, his family's high all level, doctors. I level the whole way.
2: It, in my estimation,
1: that's that's really what a brokerage company is supposed to do. It's supposed to create resources in the middle, where no matter what your personality type, no matter what your um, uh, whatever your skill set is, you should be supported by that by you know the company that you join. Um yeah, right, and we right. try hard to do that. You know, it's 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 all about giving them the opportunity to get the right kind of leads in front of them. Uh, give them some guidance of what process they need to go through to get those leads converted into deals. And then just, you know, helping guys like Lee and the rest of our team, uh, you know, work through a process that we know at the end of the day adds value to our client's world and, and gets deals done.
0: Right. That's right. awesome, man. So, That's so, awesome. how, are so guys, how are you guys, um, um, Hey, would you be, hey, would able, you to, be able, able to, picking I'm picking up an echo, are you able to turn able down, able to turn more down more sure. volume a little bit? Volume a little bit. Yep. Yeah. sorry. Is that
2: better?
0: Yep. Good, no better. Off. Can you still hear me though?
2: All right. Hold on two seconds. Yes. And the cast. All right, Gonzo, you hear us?
0: Yeah. Can you Hi. hear me? Yep.
2: All right. Yeah. There we go. There
0: we go. All right. Awesome. Cool. So, um, what I was getting at is, so you, you guys managed to focus on portfolios and build to rent. So can you tell me a little bit about like what have you guys done already, right? For people listening and being like, "Holy shit, that sounds badass!" But does it? Does it really happen? You know, it sounds cool. I, every time I, you know, I'm a wholesaler. I get a fucking portfolio. I always mess it up. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to analyze it. You know, portfolios never really work. Um, so, like, how? What is the volume that you guys are doing? The deals, the transactions, um, to show us that it's 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 real. You guys are crushing it.
1: Yeah. So, so question for you, like, so we can I understand your audience, you, you you guys are wholesalers over there and I, I understand what wholesaling is, but is, is the general kind of bent of your audience toward wholesaling, not brokering, not, not necessarily investing, but wholesaling?
0: Yeah. Most, most people are, are, um, wholesaling, I would say maybe flipping houses. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, right. that's kind of like what, what our audience is like. People trying to, you know, just learn from people who are. Doing big things in the industry, yep. taking the the um, lessons and the tools that you guys are implementing and seeing how they yeah. can make it work in, in, in their business. I'm with
1: you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you hop in. Um, so I'll just kind of tell you the backstory because how I came into the real estate business is a, is a bit unusual. When when the, when the meltdown happened uh, mm. back in 2000, 2008, 2009, Like the big idea my partner had was to train real estate agents online and to charge for an online training course that came with a technology tool set. Because our assumption was after being in the brokerage business for a number of years, my partner and I, um, we knew that real estate agents had no idea how to service investors. To sell a house as a home, they know how to do really, really well, but not so much selling that same asset class as an investment. So we came into this by showing agents how to (laughs) calculate a cap rate. Uh, and, and how to look at a home as a cash flowing instrument, as opposed to a house that you live in. Um, when uh, Wall Street money started getting raised to buy foreclosures back then and turn them into rental properties, we turned our agent network into an acquisition force uh, that these guys mm. could plug into with a single point of contact and buy properties through our agent network. And that's how I came into the whole portfolio space, because while we were managing that technology platform and that service, we ended up doing... Like at that time, we ended up doing just north of $400 million of volume inside of three years. And for two guys in a single office in New York, that was a pretty outstanding number. Like brokerage operations that have thousands of agents have a hard time getting to that kind of volume. Yeah. Uh, Or hundreds, hundreds, I should say. But um, during that time, like uh, uh, I started coming across like hardworking people. Like I assume a lot of the wholesalers uh, or investors that, that watch Cash Geeks, they're hardworking guys. They're they're out there, you know, spending their money, spending their time, spending their energy, trying awesome. to find real estate deals, add value, you know, find good deals, make a market for them. And it was like, ludicrous to me that some can spend all this time and energy and, and years of their life building a portfolio and not have a really strategic, well thought out, implementable way of selling it. Like right. at the time when people were selling portfolios, they were like putting all their properties get this if you sold a single family house in middle class america you're going to have like 30 high definition photos and a 360 degree tour to sell one house but like these people were selling 30 40 50 houses and all they had was a excel spreadsheet and most of the data was wrong
2: and yeah. i was like yeah. this is
1: just it's almost too too easy to 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 make you know to make a, the centerpiece of my world so i figured if you could take this product type and help the capital that's flowing into the space get at it easier and you can add more value to the inventory the sellers by helping them package and price and market their portfolios more appropriately or aggressively that's how my entire career in the sfr portfolio kind of started and that's now huge. yeah and, and now, no, now I, I was
0: just saying that's huge that's awesome
1: yeah and, and that's <laughs> that's how i came to be so like when we sold that business in 2018 um new bill for rent thing came about and yet again i found there was a underserviced seller class of people that have these bill for rent projects and they had a massive influx of capital into the space trying to buy more efficiently and get at this product type and if you know a broker does nothing else it aids in the transition of capital from one market to the next you know it aids in the transition of capital from you know my case institutional markets over to the you know uh, builders and, and 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 landowners on the built for rent side and medium-sized and small-sized uh, landlords. It's just a matter of you know, being a good broker is just knowing how to connect the dots. And you know, a lot of people that call themselves brokers really don't act as brokers from the perspective of looking to add that value that we add. You right. know, pricing, structuring, helping people understand how they should price it and what the disposition strategy should be. We've right. got all that on lock for 10 years of doing this. Uh, and doing it well um and doing it you know in cooperation with brokers like like Lee you know
0: right, um, right. and then and then leveraging your guys's relationships that you guys have to be able to move that that package at top dollar um i think is is phenomenal huge value add because even if a broker tried to do that they probably don't have the relationships that you guys have to be able to broker that thing out efficiently and know what the the bigger money is looking for how to package it up for the bigger money. Um, Cause exactly like you said, every time there's a portfolio, yeah, here's a spreadsheet. Everything's wrong. Hey, I need pictures. No one has any pictures. Right. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this one is actually vacant, but that's what I was getting, but it went vacant three months ago. I got to update that spreadsheet. And then these two, I want to keep, right. right. I, don- I don't want to sell these two on the spreadsheet. And so you're like trying to figure this out. And for like um, a lot of the industry, like, we just we just stay away from those portfolios like we just don't even know how to navigate them or who yeah. would buy them or whatever so you know really quite frankly like whenever we see a portfolio or somebody has like a ton of properties we just kind of shy away from it because we don't really handle it the right way um yeah. so how do you guys like source yeah. deals
2: yeah i was one before
0: yeah 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 right right so we've been trying to Every time now that it comes up, now that we've met you guys, it's like, oh, shit, let's just try to send this over to them and maybe they can make something happen with it. Um, something,
1: that, something that wholesalers do that kind of is very much like, like what we do, um, like how we decide on what portfolios to take has everything to do with how well we know our buyer base. And I know that wholesalers do this. Uh, you know, good wholesalers do this, where what we do is we database and continually update. The, the buy criteria of the funds that enter into our, we call it the inner circle. Our logo is a circle. And basically all the people that want first crack at our new opportunities, they tell us what they buy and how they buy and where they buy. And we just collect lots and lots of buy criteria mm-hmm. so like when we across portfolios in the course of our, uh, of our business. It's really easy for us to decide which ones are like, you know, really like easy gets for us where we can take it sell it right away which ones will be a little harder which ones are probably not worth our time because before we ever agree to take on a portfolio we know exactly general we know exactly how many buyers we have in our network that buy in that market um and we we have a process that keeps them happy because they know that not everyone's getting a chance to see all of our inventory you know we do send them our inventory we try to level the playing field by limiting the competition between our buyers so that we know or buyers know when they get a portfolio and they agree that they're going to offer on it. And they tell us they want to be a bidder that we're not going to make them bid against, you know, a half a dozen, you know, a dozen people or more. Uh, yeah. Via the open auction process. Yeah. Our process is if we send you a portfolio. It's because you told us you want to buy in this market. And if you get back to us quickly, you could be one of the three firms that end up bidding on it, you're going to be in competition because that's only fair to the seller. But at the end of the day, we let the buyers drive our activity in terms of finding listings. And it tells us, you know, where to buy our data, where to spend our marketing dollars, where to really hammer away trying to get portfolios that our buyers want. And I, I, would, I would think it's uh, very similar to what wholesalers do where yeah. they get their buyer list and they look for properties they know they can wholesale to their buyer list. Correct.
0: Correct. No, that's huge. That's huge. You guys are just doing, you guys are just adding a zero to everything um, and just doing it at a bigger scale. Yeah. Two or three three zeros. Right. Right. So uh, with that being said, like what, what is a portfolio to you guys? Like, is it, is there too small of a portfolio? Is there too big of a portfolio? Um, Like, like what, what does your guys' buy box or what you guys are looking for? Cause I think a lot of what can happen is you guys can probably source a lot of deals from our viewers, Right. Because I, I know just I mean, I'm a massive wholesaler and we don't do shit with big portfolios. You know what I mean? So yeah. most people realistically um, don't know what to do when they get a big ass portfolio. We just started calling you guys. Right. Uh, where before we just kind of walk away, at least like, hey, let's make an intro and see if something can come from it. Um, so what, what does a portfolio look like so that people can I- identify like, oh, shit, this is something that I need to send to, to Strata.
2: So for for us, a portfolio is, is a minimum of five houses or townhomes because we only specialize in single family houses and townhomes. Okay. And so for us, it's a minimum of five and a max of a billion. <laughs> there's, okay. there's no max. There's no max. Hell there's yeah. just, just, a, just a, a low threshold, and it's usually because you you can buy four houses on a regular uh, you know regular FHA loan or conventional loan after four houses, once you hit five, you have to get a commercial loan and do things a little bit different. Right. So that's right. kind of us, but for, for us, like when we, we work in North Carolina, we're out of, we're out of uh, Mooresville, right out of Charlotte Okay. And the side of Charlotte. So we'll take on a minimum of five here. Usually other markets, we'd like to see a minimum of 10, just, okay. just a lot more things. We, we try to see at least a minimum of, of 10
1: if mm-hmm. it's not in North Carolina. And to give you a sense of kind of our business, uh, like this year, we're pushing right now about 800 or so units, uh, and we're about halfway through the year. That's wow. about, um, we put together eight going on nine build for end projects, and the average size for build for end projects is about 115 units. We got a bunch that are in the 70s, we got a one that's in the 200s, one that's in the high 190s. We got um, <laughs> coming out tomorrow. Uh, we did a 43 million dollar deal with uh, uh, Crescent Homes out of out of Charleston, uh, 150ish townhomes and single family homes, um, and that was that was that was a deal we we put together between Haven Realty Capital and Center Square Capital Management and that builder. So like you know, all told, we should end the year I'm hoping north of 2,000 units for this year. Um, you know, take that first year was a fraction of that second year. We doubled it this year. We're going to you know, do a little bit better, hopefully, than doubling that. Hell yeah! Um, but like at the end of the day, uh, this economy and what's happening in the in the real estate market, has actually helped us a fair bit. Because if you look at we we talk to dozens and dozens of portfolio owners every week. Uh, and, and basically what we're doing with our portfolio owners is we're more or less just giving them analyses on, you know, showing them how we would price their portfolio and, and how we would put on a professional disposition of their portfolio. And I would say like out of the, the three dozen analysis phone calls we do, we get, you know, a chance to list six or seven portfolios and we actually only list two or three or four. And the average size portfolio that we're taking right now is between, you know, I, I think the average number uh, across all the portfolios this year is about 23, 23 properties. Okay. Uh, we've sold as many as a couple hundred. We've sold as minimal, you know, as little as five. But like, you know, what, what Lee was talking about with our minimum size, if you have five, three bedroom, two bathroom, two thousand built homes in Charlotte and good zip codes, like there's n- no question that we're going to be able to get those sold within, you know, placed within a week, closed within 30 days. And it would almost uh, be like a away money if we didn't take those portfolios. Yeah. yeah. It was like if someone brought us a portfolio of like 30 homes, but it was in like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't want to I don't, I don't want I, I to uh, disparage any any markets out there. But like so it was follow, like,
0: middle you know, of fucking yeah,
1: nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just yeah. like, yeah, maybe they had 100 properties in, in that town. Right. But, you know, uh, to, to take a, a portfolio that's not necessarily in the in the strike zone of a lot of institutional investors, where we got to really search and we got to really, you know, find this one special buyer out of all the buyers out there it's going to have to be a bigger portfolio, but.
0: Uh, right. right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and that was going to be my next question, which is awesome. Like, so how quick, but I guess you kind of answered that. So it's like really like 30 to 60 days, someone can expect to like, if, you know, if all goes well, 30 to 60 days are closed out, even if it's a portfolio of like 50 properties or do those, the bigger, the, the package, the longer it takes
2: it's got to be in a if it's in a core market and they're they're really close to the buy box it's really easy to do but but i've got some that are in some small towns that are going to be harder to find because there's less people there so i've got to right. reach out to smaller guys to see if they can either take pieces of it and right, so right, right, it's right. not only selling the whole thing in one shot it's breaking oh up. that makes sense I mean, i've got a couple that are that are here in charlotte that Certain groups want this specific kind. And then, you know, if there's two twos and three twos and four twos, some want the bigger houses and the two twos they don't want. Some are a bunch of duplexes and it's not big institutional guys want them. So right, we gotta reach right. out to our, our smaller groups and uh and private guys to try to sell it to. So right. it takes That's a little awesome, bit more man. work. It it just depends. Um right. usually the further away it is from a core market, the more phone calls and
1: emails I gotta make
2: right
1: right. it's your question uh, gonzalo um so like our, our entire disposition methodology and you know we're different than regular brokers you go to a regular broker like a margerson Chap or a jll or, or a big commercial shop they're going to look at your your portfolio to the extent they do it as a commercial project and they're going to take it they're going to package it they're going to expose it to the widest possible audience of buyers and collect yep. like as much interest as they can, so and run a. To die. It's called an open auction process. And that's yep. the way most, um, most commercial firms do it. And they're highly successful doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's a proven model that works time and time again. Um, we're different in that, you know, because the, the single family rental space has gotten so competitive and because the universe of really top tier buyers is really, really very uh, small, comparatively speaking to like the commercial worlds. Um, we kind of took the position that if we identify buyers by their track record with us, but also things like, um, you know, whether they have dry powder, whether they raise money and then they have committed capital, um, what they tell us their, you know, uh, what they tell us their, their buy criteria is as far as zip codes and geography and things like uh, census track data, like schools, uh, crime stats, hospitals, hospitals, proximity to amenities, all that. You can pretty much look at the field of buyers and like, we've got about 250 buyers in our network in total all over the country. But like if we get a portfolio in any key market around the country, like Charlotte, Orlando, Jacksonville, Charleston, any major market where like institutional demand is very, very easy to, to, to kind of source. To my mind, it doesn't make sense to show a portfolio to everyone and their mother because you know, we kind of know who has the capital and who's being the most aggressive. And by going to those firms first, as long as they have to compete with other firms, as a seller, you can walk away pretty happy knowing that when yeah. you get your highest price, like people competed for it. And <clears throat> people did compete for it. And it, it raised the value to where it should be anyway. Right. Um, and part of that process is, is trying to get the best terms. So, like, if you got yeah, we're doing one right now, um, it a good one. Uh, we, we just got a portfolio in. um Atlanta, it was 36 properties and offers came in, it was like, you know, asking price offer, asking price offer, just below asking price went up to the highest and best. And we got a, uh, accepted offer at like 4% above our asking price, which to my mind was about market value. It's about what, what the portfolio yeah. is worth. Um, but the other bidder came in and said, Hey, we can do instead of a 14 day due diligence, uh, uh, 14 uh, uh, day due diligence window. In a 45-day closing, the other guy came in and said, "I'll do a six-day due diligence window in a 20-day closing," and that just ah. created a, a shorter closing timeframe. Our buyer said, "No thanks, I'll take the money and wait the extra week and a half." But yeah. Yeah. it could have worked in the other way, where you know right. they would have rather closed sooner for whatever reason—maybe doing an exchange or maybe they were doing something else where the time frame was more important <clears throat> than the actual dollar value. Um, that's the great thing about where the SFR market is right now. It's like, it's still very small and because yeah. it's small, yeah. you can get your hands around I mean, a large number of buyers that have a lot of buying power, like billions of dollars of buying power. And if anything else that we did well, I think we did that really well, which is, you know, getting a good handle on who's buying what and where. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, man. I mean, I, I think that you guys have figured out how to do the, the what you guys call the inner circle, right? which mm-hmm. I love that, right? Um, nice. Figured out how to do the inner circle in a big way. Um, which is huge right now, right? Like sometimes you send a, you send a deal to a, uh, a buyer and as soon as they see that it's listed on some, you know, freaking portfolio website or commercial website, they don't even want to yeah. touch it. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, this is out there. It's going to get o- overbid. I don't even want to mess with it, mm-hmm. right? And so creating that, uh, we, we like to call it the VIP approach, inner circle yep. approach, right? Um, in this shifting market, uh, it, it's been working phenomenal for us and we're doing it at a, at a small scale, right? Compared yeah. to you guys. So I can just imagine um, that VIP treatment, um, we experience it, right? And we've shifted a lot of our, before we were just like, hey, let's just put the deals out there. We got a house, let's put it out there. We'll go highest and best, whatever. And it's kind of shifted to being a more VIP approach. Let's identify the right buyers for it. And when they get it, they appreciate it right yeah. they appreciate that opportunity and they're like all right we've been they feel which it is 100 percent accurate they have been chosen for this opportunity we have handpicked you out of the 250 freaking you know buyers that we work with we've handpicked these three so you better fucking perform right or come in strong and, and it it creates this awesome relationship where like hey we know we're only going to shop it to these x amount of people we know they're going to come in strong and they're going to reciprocate that and come in strong, make their best terms, whatever, because they know they have this opportunity, which yeah. uh, we've shifted on, you know, on the on the um, wholesaling side. And you guys are doing that on a bigger scale, which is fucking awesome, man. Um, and, and and I feel like from what you guys are saying, it's working great.
1: It, it's it's funny, like everything you just said, I I, I, I think of a speech somewhere sometime and someone had asked me like if i could sum my my whole business up in three words what would be our three words and i was like right off the bat like whatever right i i was like uh integrity execution and loyalty and like, i i came up with those like in three seconds and it was easy for me and i later i got to think about it and it's so true like everything you just said to us boils down to these three things uh integrity meaning we're treating every situation with the highest ethical standard wanting to do right by the people that we are entrusted with the responsibility of servicing. Um, Execution, meaning we run a process that's well thought out that gets to a result that everyone can feel really, really good about. Uh, And loyalty, which is the last part, kind of what you talked with the VIP thing, when you stay loyal to people that are loyal to you and treat you well, uh, those are relationships that only get stronger over time. So like when we get a portfolio in a good market, like our top buyers kind of float in and out of the kind of the list that we get shown our top opportunities and we've got dozens and dozens of buyers in all kinds of markets. But like, you know, if you buy a portfolio from us and you act quickly and aggressively, and even if you don't close the deal because it fell apart for some reason, but you acted with integrity um, and you showed us that loyalty and and that you're going to spend time and energy with us, there's no doubt you're getting our next deal. There's no doubt. And you always fall out of that circle when you either don't have money to spend or you can't be as aggressive as the next guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But that whole loyalty factor with us is a, is a huge deal. Yeah. We, uh, That's we, solidify a lot of these
2: big relationships with our buyers through these parties that we have. Parties.
0: Here. Hell yeah. So I mentioned the parties. Now you've mentioned the parties. What the fuck are the parties?
1: <laughs> They're fucking awesome. They <laughs> are. So I needed a way. I, 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 I grew up in middle-class suburban, uh, uh, place uh middle class suburban uh area just out of new york and my house had a really long driveway at the end of the cul-de-sac and i got to throw i was the same height i am right now same size nose about 40 pounds lighter <laughs> when i was in uh, high school so i was a dork you know it wasn't easy for me to make uh make inroads with people but like i had this one thing where i had this house at the end of this cul-de-sac at the end of this long road where if i threw a party it wouldn't get broken up for like two hours mm-hmm. uh, and I was able to have parties. And I realized in high school, the, the, the greatest thing about my experience in high school is people knew me as the guy that lived on this long road and the long cul-de-sac and the long driveway that had parties. And I thought when we start going to IMN, I kind of thought it's kind of like high school in that you yeah. got a relatively concentrated amount of people that are all kind of brought together because of a common shared interest. And yeah. it's only a few hundred people, or at least it was back, you know, um, uh, a few years ago, and now it's uh, you know in the thousands. But like it's a relatively, you know, dominatable situation if you had something like a party where everyone yeah. can go and have a good time. Cause what I know is right after COVID, people want to get out and people want to shake hands with people. You know, they wanted to see people press the flesh and they wanted to do it in a fun environment. So throwing a party uh, is something I, I knew how to do in structure in a way that didn't cost us an arm and a leg. And it was something that got my team all excited. Like my team looks forward to IMN part, you know IMN conferences, because we always have a party at the IMN conference, and they look forward to it all year long. And when we go there, people ring us up in the hundreds. They're like, hey, having another party." Yeah. So it would just seemed like a natural, a natural thing to do.
0: Dude, so yeah. but but when you guys say party, like, because I, I went to the one at the uh, at the Cavalier, yeah, Um
1: Clevelander, Clevelander,
0: Clevelander. Yeah, that's sure. what it's called. Yeah, yeah, Clevelander. Um, and uh, dude that was not just a little party. I know,
2: I- let, me, let me tell you how this went down. So we were yeah, sitting so- trying to think of where to do a party at. And he was like, man, the 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 you know the Lowe's Hotel where I am in is, I, we wanted to find something that was close, that was walkable for people. So I was like, you know what, man? I came back here when I was in the Navy in 2011 and we went to this bar, Clevelander, which is an outdoor bar right there on South Beach. Let's figure out how to do it there. So he called it. we started Googling the spot. Look, he liked it and everything so we started reaching out to the team there to figure out how we could get this party situated and um once we got it together we were like okay how do we get everybody to go so we just started we would get the list of all the attendees for imn yeah
1: you, you missed that there so like the, the oh. way we get people to come to all our parties we're not selective. we don't invite this person or that oh, person. I was gonna, what do we do gonna, we invite everybody everybody
2: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. everybody
2: I was building up to that part. Yeah, That's my favorite part is getting everybody to go. So once we got the list, I started emailing everybody, inviting them to the party. And then Adam came up with an idea. Let's do like a ticket. We'll design it all, make it look like an actual ticket, like you're going to a concert. So once he did that, me and um, our two other brokers, Alan and Ian, sat down at the bottom of the Lewis Hotel escalators. Because everybody's got to go up the escalators to get to the conference. And we handed out about, about fifteen hundred tickets.
0: Oh my god! Shinoli
2: handed them to everybody. Everybody who had an IMN badge got one.
1: And, and, and the great thing about what we did is, like, like just thinking of high school. Like, there were cliques in my high school, and some parties kids didn't get invited to, and yeah. some parties you did. I yeah. was normally one of the kids that did get invited. So, like, when I when we did this whole uh, party idea, it was like, we're gonna do two things. We're going to make a kick ass video, which is kind of like a promo video, which we put on LinkedIn and everyone sees that goes to IMN and everyone gets excited about the party. Yeah. Um, and we, we do tickets and we hand it out to everyone at the at the event. But We make it look like a personalized ticket. Yeah, and To my to my uh, experience and, and kind of understanding of human nature. People like going to parties and people like networking in a professional setting. And yeah. at all parties, we kind of combine the two things, you know. There's no shortage of good times to be had, and there's no shortage of really high caliber working professionals in this space so that we kind of bring those two things together. And and it's worked really great. We've had uh, to the point where we actually named the party, the Strata Party. And the last oh, yeah. party we threw, we actually got a sponsor, uh, with RCN. Oh, County, yeah. that sponsored the whole thing for us and uh, in cooperation with us. And now it's a thing. Now the Strata mm-hmm. Party is a thing apart from Strata SFR that we can now get sponsorship for, and then everyone can come and enjoy uh you know party. Oh, dude
0: here here in the office we don't even call it IMN, we just call it the strata party. We yeah, got the strata I mean. party Sunday through Thursday ne- uh in, in Miami.
2: It yeah. works. It works. works. What <laughs> I'm most proud of is every single venue we've picked. Now we, we rent out the whole space, it's a private event. Ain't nobody and these are
0: hundreds of people, it. by the way, guys. So everybody's listening. The these best, are hundreds of people.
2: The best part about it is not only we hand out all the tickets and everything, but every single place said. You won't max the place out. Trust me, it never happens. And we break records. The last one we did in Miami, they came up to us and said, The fire marshal shuts us down at 480. We're at 500. He's like, I know we're at 500, but the clicker, the guy with the clicker at the door said, We're 75 people over that. So every event we've maxed out, and even Clevelander, they said, We never got that many people in here before and i had the place completely packed i lost my voice so bad i was
0: i remember i was hanging out with you guys the next day in the pool and yeah. um leak barely fucking talk
1: it was and we, awesome and we, and we have a full a, a foolproof way of starting to clear the of starting to clear the party out you know you know what it is gonzalo
0: um i don't i don't remember how i left that party so i don't know
1: <laughs> when you want to clear the party out you turn off the open bar
0: Oh, yeah. dude. I remember that. I remember going up to the bar and I was like, yeah. How to pay? and they're like, no, it's." included." I was like, what the fuck? These guys booked out this thing plus open bar. I was like, so yeah. really quick. I know we talked about the party, but I want to talk about the principle of that. Right. Because people yeah. who do that don't, they, they understand the power of brand. Mm-hmm. They understand the power of your network. They understand the power of, making everybody feel good right and when you do those three things people are like i want to do business with those guys right so like i i brought up the party because you know it's obviously it's an awesome great party but i think it just it proves who you guys are and it proves your understanding of the path that you guys are on right because i know as a business owner you just don't give a fuck about those parties it doesn't matter what the cost is it doesn't matter like how much money I'm blowing on this or whatever. It's just like, this is what I know is going to, to make us talked about. This yeah. is what I know is going to bring in business. Whatever yeah. the fucking cost is for this party, I'm going to yeah. do it. So I brought that up because I feel like it it shows really who you guys are as far mm. as the trajectory that you guys are on, right? And it happens to be a party because of what it brings, right. but just the, the mindset of a true visionary of saying, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make a mark. doesn't matter what it's going to cost us because later on it'll be worth it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So Adam, can you talk a little bit about that? Like what gives you that mindset? What, what makes you that person?
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate that Gonzalo. I really do. Uh, Cause it's, it's a lot of like when I, when I first started to, to think about who we were and how I wanted people to perceive us, like I, I, I immediately went to, I want to compete with the biggest names in the industry. And I want to be on equal footing with, you know, firms like, you know, Roofstock and all the big commercial firms. Yep. And it was yep. like, you know what? I see myself trying to be something that I'm not necessarily, you know? And I I, I thought like, all right, how do we create a brand? What's the brand I want to create? Uh, the brand I want to create is these are the guys that I know will bend over backwards and kill themselves to get the deal done for you uh, to deliver, to deliver on a promise. These are the guys yes. that are, the hardest working guys in the room. Uh, These are also the guys that more than any other group, I want to go out and have a beer with afterward, or even in, you know, during, because I know that these guys know the value of not only hard work, but also the value of having a good time. And, you know, it was, it was such an easy thing to kind of make the jump from that brand of, you know, hardworking, fun, loving, you know, talented brokers to, you know, figuring a party is the best way to materialize that in the real world. Because, you know, a big part of being a broker is who, you know, and yep. having a lot of people at your party, if it doesn't say anything else, it says this, you know, a whole hell of a lot of people and a yes. lot of people like you enough to show up. Yeah. And the one thing that we got, uh, that I got to know after now six parties is that, you know, our friends and colleagues and clients, they continually show up for us, like all the time when we yes. ask them to show up. And the funny thing happens when you have that kind of loyalty, like my loyalty from guys like Lee to me out you know, the team to each other um we show up for each other and yeah. that kind of i think that carries through and i think that's what people see in the brand and that's why people show up to the parties because they want a piece of that you know yeah um so that was the thought behind it
0: no that's awesome man that's huge and, and i think that that says a lot about you guys as a company as far as uh just w- what you're building right because yeah. people who are thinking small don't throw those parties right yeah. people that are thinking about this year's goals don't throw those parties right?
1: right. right. And I want to divulge how much they cost because it, it, it could be very little. Because I'm a pretty savvy business guy. And I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to have a big party on a, on a relatively tight yeah. budget, which, you know, at the beginning, you know, this is a bootstrap business. I didn't raise any money yeah. Yeah. to go and start this thing. So I had to think of all kinds of creative ways to uh, to generate, you know, brand identity, generate leads, generate buyer interest. Um, and it's really interesting because there, there's really no better time to be a broker in this space and there's really tons of opportunities for wholesalers out there too um, now that we're kind of entering a, a period where things are a little bit less sure about where the country is going about where the economy is going than it was even six months ago or even yeah. a year ago um, i can't tell you all the conversations we're rekindling with portfolio owners that kind of realized that they missed the high water mark and now they're on the back side of the wave and right. they got to whether or not to Hold on to their portfolios for like the next cycle, which could be five, six, seven years or right. sell them and kind of rethink their strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and more now than ever, like you need to, you know, think about all the investors that are at the end of their investment life cycle. Like the idea that they are gonna give to any schmuck broker that doesn't really know what they're doing. And maybe they'll send out the tape to everyone that they know and maybe they'll be able to find the right buyer and, you know, part of the right deal. Like that shit's out the window. Oh, yeah. Most- owners that really are serious about putting on a professional exit to their, to their, to their, to their portfolio. Um, and, and builders the same way. And you know, if you're a builder and you've got products, like builders are very long-term thinkers. And if you're a builder and you've got lot posi- land positions under entitlement, uh, land under development, homes in, in construction, yeah, you know, you're looking 18 months out plus <clears throat> to find a retail exit. Yeah. And like, you know, you're either going to do that and find a retail exit and kind of brave the storm and, and hope that the American housing market will continue to chug along as it has. please your guys, Real, Or you're going to come to a professional brokerage that really specializes in this, this built-for-rent model. Um, and it, it amazes me how many, quote-unquote, brokers end up in this space that don't know nearly enough about all these different facets that go along with the new construction built-for-rent kind of paradigm. And they try to do it. And what they end up doing very often is bringing it to us saying, hey, I got a deal for you. You got a buyer for me. And I'm like, no, we're too busy with our sellers. We can't deal with your seller. Right. right. Um, so for, for talented brokers like Lee, like the rest of my team, for organizations like us, like I, like I think we are, um, it's re- there's really no better time to be in the business than right now. Because if you get to know your niche really, really well, whether your niche is selling portfolios or built for end projects or whether your niche is being a wholesaler in your zip code or your county or your state um if you know it really really well you can run fucking circles around the competition which um you we've know done, which we've done yeah,
0: yeah. that's awesome man <laughs> so yeah so i want to i want to make sure that we hit this note um and i i appreciate the time that you guys are giving us um, yeah. i want to make sure that everybody understands how to work with you guys right so like people who are watching they maybe die you know they're dialing they're sending postcards whatever they happen to get a call from somebody's like yeah, dude, I got, you know, I'm if you're serious, I got about, you know, 40 properties. I'm looking to unload, yeah, yeah. right? Like at that point, how does somebody or how how can they work with you um to to get the get the deal done?
1: Yep. Um simple. So if they're wholesalers, give it their best shot to put all the properties under contract for a price that they think they can make some margin on. If if they fail at that and they really want to try to capitalize. We've got plenty of, of brokers that do this. We got plenty of um, wholesalers that do this. They just bring it to us. And within a day, we've got the portfolio analyzed to a price that we will be able to tell them that we can find a buyer for. Uh, like Imagine portfolio 50 properties. You send it to us a day later, you now have pricing that we know we can get buyers in our network to. Uh, right. to and then you can go back and either you can either introduce us to the seller, in which case we pay, we pay a referral fee if you're a broker. Yeah. Um, or you know, some wholesalers try to do the wholesale thing with yep. trying to make a little bit of spread in between the uh, the contract and the, and the flip. But like that, that's the way I look at it. The majority of our business in terms of generating deal flow is all about analyzing, pricing, packaging, and and making it really clear about what kind of buyer market we can make. We, we call it making a market because we know we're not yes. going to rely on marketing to yep. get it sold essentially make the market and expose it to that market um right so i want
0: want to make it very cookie cutter so that people actually have actionable steps so what does that mean like do they email lee do they go on a website like i I want to make it so that people make money from this show and you guys close deals
1: step number one uh, step number one get all the addresses and all the current rents on okay. a spreadsheet, put it on a piece of paper, put it on a napkin for all we care. Yeah,
2: take a picture, text, email, LinkedIn, light your house on fire,
1: send a smoke signal. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So as long as we have addresses and current rental rates, that's all we need. They can literally Watch email it. Lee. Um, and, and
0: Lee, what is your email or what's the best way to get shit sent to you?
2: Is L Hoffman, so l-h-o-f-f-m-a-n at strata dot com. And then uh yeah, my cell phone number is <laughs> 904-654-4374.
0: Oh, are those Jacksonville digits?
2: Absolutely. I was in the That's Navy, dude. Right. I was, was name right. for it, man. I was I'm a sailor. Well, uh, so
0: my guy, really quickly, Lee, if you can confirm this, he's gonna add this on. Um, he's doing it right now as we speak. So he's gonna put this on the uh, the broadcast. Can you confirm that all those details are right?
2: yep that's it
0: perfect exactly awesome and can you repeat it one more time in case people aren't watching and they're just listening
2: it is my email is l hoffman so l h o f f m a n at strata sfr.com and then my direct cell phone number is 904-654-4374
0: okay perfect so they get a, a list of properties and the rent rates And they email you this list or text you these Mm -hmm. properties, right? Um, And then you guys analyze them and you say, hey, we think that in this portfolio, we could sell it for 5 million bucks, Yep. right? And then at that point, they have two options. They can either go to work and try to get it for under that or whatever, or Hmm. which I think is fucking phenomenal. They can just refer you the seller. Yep. You guys take care of everything and they just get paid a, a referral fee. Which, yep, and okay. you know, in the numbers that you guys are talking about, twenty properties, thirty properties, whatever, those referral fees are nice.
1: They're in the absolutely. They're in the, they're in the tens of thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. the average portfolio of like 20, 23 or so properties, figure it's like a three and a half, maybe four million dollar portfolio. Our our comp is generally going to be you know between two and three percent. You know, it's, yep. it's it's a six figure, it's a six figure. Um, commission check and, and then, 25% of that's a 25 to 40,000 uh referral fee. And then build for rent is even bigger wow. than that. You know, yeah. we got some projects where the your referral
2: fee on it's over 120 grand. Mm-hmm. Got one of those right now. So
0: that's huge, man. And and I think um you know Dom and I are big on let the professionals do what they do and we'll just ride the coattails and we'll we'll make a little fee, you know what yep. I mean? But it's better than fucking it up And making nothing because I can't tell you how many times we've probably fucked up portfolio deals um, or other wholesalers or flippers have right Um, or even they probably just don't even know what to do with it right so now this is an outlet I think me personally of somebody because because you run into them right you run into the seller that has the 12 houses or the 22 houses or whatever and they're like yeah you know I'll sell you this one Um, and if and if you do good you know I'll show you the rest of my portfolio I think I think you guys are giving an outlet to a lot of people um, that would have nothing. And now they're able to make a connection with a trusted source, a verified portfolio, built to rent um, broker. And they're able to actually monetize as opposed to just fucking up the deal.
2: Yeah. Listen to this. We just had this call um, with one of um, one of our guys on stuff out of Atlanta the other day. Uh, the, The guy who I was calling captain now. He, um, he said the other day, I got him on a text. I texted him. He said, Lee, I get these texts all the fucking time. Literally, yeah. I ignore every fucking one of them. You were different because you said two key words in it. I don't want to say the key words cause I don't want everybody to start. using just, that's, okay. that's I mean, okay. But, uh, he said, that's what made you guys different. That's what made me respond. And he turned around and he called me after it and he said, I get all these. No respect to you guys, fucking wholesalers and everybody calling me asking for one house and you said something different. And that's the only reason I entertain your call. And now we're doing a project with them. And that took
1: 30 minutes worth of time. Right. To to your point, Gonzalo, I can't tell you how many referrals I made to multifamily guys (laughs) because I came across a multifamily project in a market that I don't specialize in multifamily. Uh, Industrial guys because I don't specialize in industrial office um and when i get those projects i don't ask myself what things can i do to get that deal myself because i really want to make the money i ask myself what's the best possible way to add value to the person that is is, i'm in contact with and to help them reach their goal and a lot of times the answer is that you you refer to a professional that knows Mm -hmm. what i get out of that is a referral fee and that's that's the great thing about real estate you can make money even when you give the business away Um, oh yeah oh yeah I, I've seen I've worked with a lot of uh wholesalers and even agents and say, Hey, I'm a Yeah, yeah I was gonna say
0: realtors probably run across it also.
1: Full well, time. Yeah, we, we yeah. get most for we get most referrals from realtors. Yeah. They, they they sell properties in a very specific way in a very different way that we sell sell our yes. real estate. Um it couldn't be any it, it, the difference couldn't be any more stark than like if you went to a you needed a heart surgeon while you went to a podiatrist, you know, yeah, right. it's like, yeah, I work with feet. I don't work with hearts. And we refer you over the right guy. Yeah. Uh, no, no. So. And I mean, it's, it's easier
2: for a realtor. Just refer it to us. Cause one, you, you probably don't have a lot of the tools that we have available to use, but their first idea when you have somebody that says, I've got 30 or 40 houses is I'll put them all on MLS. Now, right. every one of you guys got a real who work in the MLS, know. no, it sucks trying to upload anything to the MLS. Yeah, especially. I mean, how many of you guys got a photographer that's a real estate photographer that's got all the other people to deal with that can immediately stop and do fifty houses? Right. You got to right. go back. You got to realize your your sellers got to now put up you got 25 houses at 500 bucks each they got you yep. know whatever 30 40 grand to pay the photographer and it's, yep, just, yep. it's just it's just pictures you haven't even sold done anything yet you got them spending that month money on pictures no,
0: that's, yeah yeah, yeah. You
2: know, so it and then to put them all on mls you know how long it takes like one house like an hour two hours you got to have your pictures if they're up. good
0: if they're good it takes them one hour two hours if they're figuring it out dude it takes them all day to list a house
2: Yeah. Most it's, it's a headache. Like who wants to do all that? And it's
1: not only logistics, like like, there's, there's a strategy that comes along with wanting to sell a portfolio or buy a portfolio or sell a bill for end project or buy a bill for end project. There is a a strategy that it it doesn't fit into a platform like the MLS, or it doesn't fit into a sales strategy, like, you know, multifamily versus SFR portfolios. There's a very specific way of doing it that we found out after a lot of trial and error. Um, yes. and like a lot of our, a lot of our sellers, they, they consider selling what they have because they want to do an exchange. For example, they want right. to trade mass asset into another one and they can't yep. do it by selling one off and they can't mm-hmm. do it by selling a portion of their portfolio. They, they need to sell the whole thing. Maybe yep. it's, they don't yep. have an exchange to do. Maybe they have some kind of, uh, financing provision. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people went out and got loans from, uh, uh, firms like B2R and other early lenders like that, that had these yield maintenance provisions, which are essentially oh, yeah. penalties that you pay if you sell. Your portfolio early and pay off your loan. So like there's a, a host of reasons why a person would sell a portfolio through a specialized broker versus like a multifamily broker, commercial broker, or even a residential brokerage. Because like the, the the way you do it, it's not just because of the ergonomics, it's because the strategy doesn't fit uh, well with, with with other conduits.
0: Right. No, that's awesome, man. And, and I, I think it's huge because I think you guys can give an outlet to a lot of our viewers to monetize what they have and again these are not two hundred dollar referrals right these are these are tens of thousands of dollars when you refer somebody um and maybe somebody would just wants to you know maybe they're confident they're like hey i can fucking close this deal and we can look it together and hey make make a big ass fucking wholesale fee you know what i mean uh but i think the ability of having that inner circle of of knowing exactly hey this is going to go to our three our three people that are buying in this exact market. This is exactly what they're looking for. This is what I think we can sell it for. Go to work, having that confidence, because confidence is everything when you're talking to sellers, right? So having that confidence of saying, hey, I can actually do this instead of like, I think I can do this portfolio, right? Having that confidence of, yeah, this is done, right? We just need our yeah. inspections and we're good. Having that confidence, it's night and day, right? To actually locking up a deal um, yeah. or getting getting a property under contract. Um so really quick before we head off what are what are you guys trying to build what is what is next for strata right obviously i mentioned you guys one example of what you guys are doing is you know seeing that there's a need in the industry mm-hmm. and creating that then to branding and throwing massive parties which sounds awesome but it's it's the principle that i love right yeah. so these are big picture thinking activities yeah. So what is what is next for Strata? What are you guys trying to do in the next five, 10 years?
1: So I, I can tell you, company-wide, I can tell you make personally. black rock look like a stone. <laughs> <Make> a <laughs> pebble. Um, it's going to be black pebble. So, so the, the, the business I want to build that I am building is one where um, we've got a platform that brokers that really want to make a, a living and make this their career can plug into a platform that helps them get from wherever they are to a steady mid six figure or seven figure earner. Uh, yeah. Now whether that's you know on the portfolio side or whether that's on the bill for rent side, like building out a small, uh, not too large, you know, I'm not looking to have hundreds of agents here, uh, but you know, a dozen or a couple dozen brokers really plug into a a good technology and marketing pl- platform and a good knowledge base to help them grow a career whether it's from scratch or whether it's the second leg of an already existing real estate career. Um, and we're also getting into the natural output or outgrowth of the build for rent space is the land acquisition and development space. Uh, we're actively looking for a, the head of land acquisitions, uh, in markets that we service so that we can, we've already done a couple of deals like this, put land under contract, entitle it, get it approved, and then essentially get those uh, projects put in front of our, uh, institutional investors. So where i see that leading is strata is going to have its own sfr or bill for ed portfolio that we grow and a key tenant of keeping people on staff with us and keeping people as brokers with us is being able to invest in strata's fund so as we start buying and selling land positions and building our portfolio whether it's buying in and out of land or buying and holding and building and owning and operating rentals um that's going to be a side uh, kind of a, a side business for us that's really meant to um, give our brokers a long-term outlook and a place to put their money that's going to grow uh, alongside with their careers at Strata. So that's the idea,
0: dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. I th- I think that's huge. Building up your people and then taking them along for the ride, right? Yep. We got a um, solid team. That's awesome, man. That's huge. Well, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Um, we've we've hit our time. Don't want to take up too much of your guys' time, but I hope deals come from this. I hope somebody's listening and saying, "Holy shit, I'm I'm gonna crush it." Um, yeah. And um, I, I think I think people should, uh, if if they came to the IMN events, they would know the uh, the real around. fucking players that we have on this show. Um, so I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for being an open book, sharing everything, and um, we'll see you guys probably in phoenix are you guys gonna be in phoenix absolutely
1: Absolutely. yep Partying all. yeah Yeah. awesome man
0: all right guys you guys Um, have a good
1: one
0: thank you guys and everybody who's watching thank you so much for tuning in you guys know we go live here at the cash geeks network every tuesday at 6 30 p.m we'll see you next week i'm out peace